we are in the middle of section Yud. Uh, it's a long section. We're mamish in the middle. So if you heard last uh, last time Shir, then it would definitely be helpful. But we're going to sum up on the standard print. It's page Lamed Gimel on the left side, the paragraph starting with Tzaruch, the words Kiesh Teres Hashem. Perhaps also, just as we sum up, I'm also going to offer a brief thought. Some of these long Torahs especially, they're, they're very intimidating, but also the Torahs themselves are so rich, there's a risk of not intellectualizing the Torahs, but we have to we have to bridge that gap. When we can draw the bridge to allow the Torah to resonate from within, to change us from the inside out, uh, and also from the outside in, it changes the way that we relate to HaKadosh Baruch, we relate to ourselves, we relate to those around us, we relate to Torah mitzvahs, we relate to uh, things of Kedush, relate to things of Chulin, then then we the, the, the Torah literally changes our life and we have to be able to uh, to make that bridge. So if we if we have a thought, but you know perhaps it's worth expressing uh, if it can help if it can help light us up. The Torah started off uh, that sometimes unfortunately there has to be a Gzardin in the world. Now a Gzardin a decree is not arbitrary. It's not that somebody did something wrong and now they get uh, they get some sort of a punishment. There's a tsura HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a stakel b'raisu bara alma. HaKadosh Baruch Hu used the tzura of the Torah of the world, a raisu v'kadosh chadhu. The raisu of the Torah is principles of truth um, that finds that finds expression in the world, right? The way that we relate to Torah at our level, shar, bar, mava, hever, we relate to different stories that happen, to mitzvahs in the form that they have, but that's because when you put light into a kli, you put water into a cup, for instance, right? So then there's a certain expression of the way it is, but chas Hashem, Torah is not limited to this expression. This is just within within our within our world, the way that we relate to it. So in, in any event, the Torah is true at every level, and when, and when there, there needs to be a certain reaction, the world reacts, the tzura of the world reacts, let's say an opposite but equal reaction to something that happened, then there's going to be a corresponding decree. Now, part of the way that the, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu structured the world, according to the Torah, is Torah lo bashamayimhi. So that when there's going to be a din, there's going to be a psak, there's a, there's a kayach psak, it involves the tzaddikim, it involves the talmidei chachamim. And therefore, the tzaddikim are able to argue on behalf of the people, if you can imagine the in the role of the tzaddikim looking up towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they're able to argue for a mituk in the din. One example that we've used in the past, not necessarily for this particular context, but how could there be a mituk in the din? It's not, if there's a, if there's a actual uh, tzura of din, it has to be this way, how could it change? So, an example we gave is, let's say a person has to have one year in prison or five years of community service. Obviously, he would much rather do five years of community service. He doesn't have to be away from his home, he could stay with his family, he doesn't have to go to prison, but on the other hand, it could be that in an absolute sense, the five years of community service accomplish the same thing as the one year in prison, and therefore, the, the, the person can make certain arguments based on the community involvement, based on the fact that the person has a family at home, why why there should be a tempered expression of the judgment. So that's that's one that's one role that the tzaddikim take on. Uh, and we're speaking a shtickle high level. We're not going into every aspect. But the the other role that the tzaddikim have is to go downward towards the people, to be ma'ayur to the people, to get the people to do tshuva. Because the when, when there's going to be a gzardin in the world, because uh, something happened in the world, people acted in a certain way, there was a change, and that requires a response. However, if the circumstances change, may, maybe, again, it's not just a punishment, it's a response that's meant to accomplish a certain purpose. If, let's say, uh, a, a, a person did something, an employee did something, a kid did something, and they need a certain punishment, and they need a certain discipline. And for whatever the reason, the person was inspired, or somehow they had some sort of another life event, a crisis, a trauma, somebody else 
inspired them. And now they're literally 100%. In other words, they literally came around and they see the truth. They no longer they no longer need that. Whatever the punishment, or so to speak, would have accomplished, not necessarily punitive, but even facilitative, whatever whatever that Gzeira would have accomplished has already been accomplished. Is there any more of a need for the Gzeira? Even if there is some sort of a tallying and evening up that has to happen, it can happen in a different way. So that's one way. Other other reasons to say how tshuva can mamish change the world. The tshuva was one of the things created before the world. But what the tzaddikim can do is they can be ma'ir the people to do tshuva. Could be there's a difference if it was be, at the stage before the gzardin is passed, after the gzardin is passed. We said maybe there's a difference of, about not articulating certain things within the world. But so so far, we say that when there's going to be a gzardin, the tzaddikim have one role towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then the tzaddikim have one role to be Ma'ayur of the people. Now, in order to be Ma'ayur of the people, there has to be a relationship, as it were, between the people and the tzaddikim. What is that relationship whereby the tzaddikim are going to be able to inspire the people, the people will be led by the tzaddikim? Amuna, Amunas Chachamim, and we related this to the Shiva Rayim, to the seven shepherds, uh, to Moshe Rabbeinu, Raya Mahemna. But in any event, when the people, on one hand, a leader, a tzaddik, a Tamar Chacham, is at the highest level, right? Well, we're going to explain it. I don't want to speak too much out. We're going to talk about that now. On the other hand, a leader is really defined by those who he's charged with leading. We see in the in the Torah, it brings that, I think, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have a nevua uh, in a certain, uh, during a certain tekufa, when the people had sinned, the Gemara also says that there were certain people that would have had a tremendous amount of nevuah, but their generation wasn't roy. So Mitzad, the person that can connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, their mamish have total, his batlus, they don't have any of their own uh, their own covet, etc. They mamish are mavatal themselves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, total anava, and they could be mamish a channel to a Kaddish Baruch Hu with nothing in the way they could have nevuah. But on the other hand, what that means is that they're an extension of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, shluch shaladim kamoso, but if, if, if that really depends, on what the message is going to. So the leader is going to be impacted by what those in his charge need. So there has to be this dynamic relationship. That relationship is in the amuna from the people towards the Chachamim. How what happens though when there's multiple people that are vying for leadership? On one hand, you have the true tzaddikim, the people who are attached to a kaddish baruch Hu, They want to lead the nation uh, for the right reasons, and they're attached to the source. They have total is batlus to and Hashem to the Taira, and they want to be ma'ira the people so that there's nothing clogging the pipes. Hakadosh Baruch Hu sends shefa straight through. Will eliminate any of those things that are that are impeding the shefa and the relationship with a kaddish baruch Hu via the leadership, and everything is going to be. Good. Good. On the other hand, you have people who, for their own reasons, and some of them might present as being very nice and from and tzaddikim and tamid chachamim, we don't know. Different people are vying for leadership for various reasons, and sometimes it's not clear who the proper who, who has more influence and who the proper path to go is. We gave an example in one of the previous tiras. Uh, if this helps, let's say you have a faucet. The faucet is on. The water is coming out, not particularly strong, but it's connected to the reservoir. If you would plug up that faucet, at some point it would build up and it would burst through because even though it doesn't present itself as being unbelievably strong right this second, but insofar as it's attached to the source, 
So then it has endless power. It's it Be'etzim has that koyach of uh, of of whatever the the ultimate reservoir is. It's endless. It's infinite uh, amounts of uh, amounts of water in this case. On the other hand, let's say you have a pool of water, and the pool is not is not connected to anything, and you stir it up incredibly strong, so it's mamish like a whirlpool, and it's going incredibly fast. But if, once you stop, once you stop giving it extra energy, it's not attached to any sort of an open pipe. It's just going to die down. So on one hand, in the immediate sense, it's a tremendous rush of water, a tremendous amount of pressure, and it could sweep things away. On the other hand, it's really just a facade. It's only at this snapshot in time. It's not attached to the source, and at some point, it's going to die down. It's just sheker. So on one hand, you have a certain leadership that's attached to the source. It's the true MS. On the other hand, you have people that might create a lot of noise. They want leadership for the wrong reasons, and they rile the people up. And you want to do the right thing. You want to go after. Uh, you want to go after the right leadership. From your point of view, you have no dog in this fight, so to speak. You just want to do the right thing, and you're willing to attach yourself to the right leader. How do you even know? How do you cut through the noise to say this is who I should be following to have a moon, a moon in the right chachamim? So we expressed that the the noise, so to speak, right, the influence of the guf. This applies both in individual sense, the guf in the neshama, as well as in a communal sense, the the leadership and the the other people. It's called azus. Azus of the guf is what creates the noise, the brazenness, and therefore we need a certain azus the kedusha to cut through it. How does a person get azus to kedusha? We said simcha. Uh, we we could talk. Uh, I don't want to go off for now on a tangent of why perhaps simcha is that appropriate emotion. Sim, by the way, gateway to happiness. I saw one time a review of gateway to happiness, old classic of Zelig Pliskin on Amazon, and a non-Jewish person had re- reviewed the book. I think that's where I saw it, and he said, you know, one of the things, the points that this person makes out, the author, is that happiness is not a reaction; it's a choice. Uh, uh, simcha is able that a person can relate beyond their situation. They don't find uh, a person doesn't find satisfaction because he's lethargic and settling and just, you know, blah. Simcha is where a person is able to find a deeper meaning and find uh, find meaning in menuchas nefesh where everything fits but uh, a lot of time that's anchored in something beyond whatever the limitations are. Simcha is where a person reaches beyond. Perhaps we can say that for now. Simcha is a bechina of nasev and nishma. What's nasev and nishma? It's a process where I will do and I will hear. And this is was a big point in the last Taira that there's always going to be multiple levels. There's the things that I do. There's the things that I'm striving for. I relate to, but I don't do them yet, or I don't understand them yet. And then there's the things beyond that where it's something that I don't even relate to. It's not in my frame of reference. Even if I would do that, then it wouldn't uh, necessarily help me. It wouldn't make an impact on me. I could do certain actions. I could strive for them. But if if it wasn't something that I relate to, it's not something that's going to change me. So there's a bechina of nasa and nishma. And every time a person goes beyond, what was nishma yesterday now becomes nasa and then it introduces something new into that realm. And in our concentric circles examples, like a, like a dartboard, like a target, every time I take the level beyond me and I incorporate it, so then now I'm going to have a new nishma, and then it's endless. We can get ever closer to the Ein Saif. There's always going to be new, new, new ideas that I can relate to, that I can incorporate into myself as I grow, and then new, new levels that I'm going to strive for. Now we're going to explain how this relates to Tyra and how this relates to the partnership between Tyra and Tefillah. As relates to Tyra itself, there's th- there's levels of Torah, aspects of Torah, ways that I can relate to Torah that are beyond me, that's Torah Sashem. As I grow into it, I develop a relationship with it. That becomes Torah Sai. 
Now, this is true on a relative sense, and it's true on, in a broader sense. What do I mean by that? On one hand, if there are things that I can relate to, I just haven't related to yet, there's nothing inherently removed from this world. It's not, so to speak, in, in our language that we're using, it's not inherently Teres Hashem. It's just Teres Hashem until I make it my Torah, until I make it Torah so. There could be a level of absolute Teres Hashem, meaning that there, 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 are, there may be levels of truth that don't find expression as it were, in this world. There's multiple examples that we could use to explain that, but let's just even think in our in our terms. Let's say thought, speech, and deed, right? That does, does a thought find expression in this world? Not necessarily, not until I act on it, not until it finds a certain giloy, unless a person has like ESP or something. Thought doesn't find expression uh, in the Eilam Amaisa, and the truth is, is that thought is not really, I, I can think about a process that might take 10 minutes or 10 years to play out, and in my mind, I can quantify that I can literally reference it in a split second. A person can dream, and it feels like the dream took forever and it was really 30 seconds, or vice versa. Thought is not limited and doesn't find expression in this world in the same way, uh, in the same way that Misa does. Or alternatively, let's say you had uh, sheet music, which is which is representative of a certain song. And let's say you play this song, a person, Rahman Litzlan, was deaf. Well, then he just doesn't relate to it at that level. But if you could take the song and then transcribe it into notes and show it to the person, it's true. The, the song, the notes, and the and the written sheet music both relate to the same thing. But there's different expressions where, where there's a relationship over there and expressions there aren't. So there could be levels of Torah's Hashem that simply... Like in, in our example, Machshava to the Eilam Amaisa, in Hakarish Baruch, who's Machshava, as it were, there might be le- ways that the Torah is a in a, t- a certain true ex- truest expression of it, but it doesn't find a gilu in this world. So the, again, there's different iterations. We relate to Torah. We're Nasev and Ishma. We're growing through Simcha. This Simcha is going to cut through. It's going to give us the Azus to Kedusha. It's going to cut through the noise. It'll attach us to the leaders. That'll attach us to Hakadosh Baruch Hu to affect the Mitik and the Din going all the way back. Now, perhaps I'm just going to offer a thought, and then I'm going to come back and tie it into this dynamic between Tyra and Tefillah, because Tyra and Tefillah always go together. When a person has Tyra, they can't relate to it, then they can say a Tefillah, the language we used in the last Tyra, is that a person does a Tza'aka, makes a Tza'aka, and that, that that brings new Meichet into the world, new outer concentric circles that a person's going to be able to relate to in terms of Tyra. And on the other hand, a person also has to turn his Tefillah, as it were, his Nishma, into Tyra, the things that he was striving for, the things that were outside of him. He wants to create a relationship with him, Torah in its sense is going to relate to Nasa, the structure, the things that we relate to, and again, there's Nasa and Ishma on different levels within Torah, and, and Tefillah is going to be something that's even beyond that. The idea that I wanted to say, I'm really just going to focus on one Akuda because I want to, just within a couple of minutes, just dive back into the text. If I would ask you, who is the perfect person, what, what would you say? A person, all right, if, if Torah is the highest level, a rice of a Kuchibrichuchad, it would be a person that's engaged in Torah all day. Well, if I have the Talmud Bavli, the Yushami, Torah Shebel Sav, Torah Shebel Peh, everything, and I would take it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Shekhinah is Shekhin in the Dal Amah Shel Halacha, so let me open up a Rambam, let me open up a Shulchan Aruch, and let me distill it down to the expression in this world of all of Tyra, and I'm going to tell you that if I could take that and upload it, I could prompt a person, that person would be a living expression of Shlemus. So I boil it down. I open up a Shulchan Aruch, and what do I find? I find, I googled it, I think this is the right number, 1704 Simonim in Shulchan Aruch, if I'm off, I'm sorry, but seven in the 600 some odd in Aruchayim. Out of those, only two of those Simonim relate to Talmud Torah. 
So what do I have over here? I have an expression of Kiyamatara. In fact, the Gemara and Bavakama uh, tells us it's, it's going through, it's a small piece of Agadita actually talking about that they put a Sefer Torah by Cheskyo Melos Kever. And the Gemara seems to come out that Kiyamatara is on a higher level than learning Taira. Now, just to say one line, the idea of being Mekayim Taira doesn't necessarily mean to blindly do a person, I, I read through Kitzvah Shachan Aruch, I tell you exactly what to do, and you do it. Or alternatively, you're born in a certain family, and you just follow the instructions, you know, when you do what everybody tells you to do, the way what you see in your house. Is that called a Kiyam HaTaira? So from the point of view of, of the father who taught the kid, he might be Mekayim something in terms of doing Chinuch, but from the point of, of view of the person who's just doing it blindly, the, I, I don't know that that's necessarily a kiyam of the Torah. Let's just use one example, at least in this in this aspect. A person a person reads a physics book cover to cover, and they don't, but they fundamentally don't understand that fire is hot, or they can't figure out how to boil up a pot of water. Did they did they have any relationship with the principles of physics? No. On the other hand, a person goes and turns on turns on fire and it becomes hot. They don't really have any relationship with the principles of reality. The idea of being makayim something is where a person isn't memorizing and relating to information. It's where they understand things of ideas as principles of truth, and they're and they're able to live it. And in fact, the Gemara and Brachos, perhaps we could say, Rashi's Chachma Yiras Hashem Seichel Tayv L'Chayel Not L'Chayel Emdayim L'Chayel Isayim. The Seichel, the Rashi's Chachma relates. To the people that are able to live it, to put it into the practice, the people that have a relationship with the principles of truth, but uh, but also they have a relationship with the with, with the Misa, they have a relationship with the, with on the level of reality. One without the other is not a full kiyum. But now there's a problem. So if the full idea is kiyum. So then, once I learn enough, then I should just learn, put that in the bank, and then I should spend the rest of my time doing mitzvahs, going through the motions, but why do I have to spend more time learning Tyra? When we spoke out this vart, we said there's a Priya Aretz and Basai and also in Parshas Vayetze, and the, the way that I, that, I, that I understood it is like this. What when you say that you're being makayim something that, that's that's forming a connection in the oil of and the oil makiyam with with a certain with, with the tyra. What's the quality of that connection? It's wherever you're holding in the tyra. So if you think about learning the tyra and ideas and becoming deeper is going up, and you think about the kiyam at whatever level you're doing it is going out. The the level the altitude at which you're going to be makayim is only going to be where you're holding in tyra. What, what, what does it mean? If you have a ten year old who learns about hilchas lulav. And then he goes and he teshul and he shakes the lulav. He's going to be doing it at the level of understanding, depth, emotional attachment, commitment that he holds as a ten-year-old. If a person learns for another ten years and he becomes a twenty-year-old, and then he goes and shakes the lulav, the ma'isa might be the same, but he's going to be shaking it like a twenty-year-old. If a person's a rosh Shiva and they're still, they, they they might know a lot of uh, a lot of certain areas, but they, they go and they relate to the shaking of the lulav the same way that a ten or a twenty-year-old did. Well, then there's there's some, there's a dissonance over there. There's something that's lacking. So when I have a chance to do something, should I go be makayim or should I learn? The answer is is even though the kiyam might be in a certain sense a greater expression than somebody who sits and learns, but on the other hand, that when I go deeper, when I learn more, that is going to generate and change a profoundly different connection. How I'm going to relate to the idea that I'm learning at the, about the idea that I, how the way I relate to a 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the way that I lay to myself, the world that I live in, so that when I am Mekayim something, I'm going to be doing it at a totally different altitude. So if if a if there's a mitzvah and there's a chance to do a mitzvah in the Efshah, Aidei HaKerem, etc., etc., then by all means, a person needs to do the mitzvahs, the 1704 Simanim and Shulchan Aruch. But on the other hand, when a person has a chance and they want to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and they want to live in the world, what do they, what is the best use of that time? To climb higher, because the higher they climb, the more that they're going to relate to to the world and to everything in the world and the Torah Mitzvahs and the Kiyam Torah Mitzvahs in a much truer, more primal way, closer to what the true expression of Ratz and Hashem is in this world, getting ever closer to Torah Hashem, becoming Torah Sai. They're only going to be able to be Mekayim Torah So. But the more that they learn Torah, the broader their Torah So is going to be. They're going to incorporate Torah Hashem. Now, relating to our Torah, what happens when... You know, in whatever iteration, whatever expression of Tyra it is, there needs to be a Zardin. There's going to be a certain limitation because there's a certain surah of the way that a Kaddish Baruch who governs the world and runs the world. What is able to reach beyond that relationship? What happens when a kid does something and no matter what happens, there needs to be a reaction from the father? What is able to transcend that? But not because you're wiping it aside, but because there's, there's a rule, there's a structure. And part of the structure is, is that there are certain there are certain things limitations of any particular of any particular uh, framework, and then there's other frameworks. What what is there that can reach beyond the framework of the? Torah in the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a stakabar raisabara'amu that requires a certain gzardin relationship. Tefillah. Tefillah is the way that we're able to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a direct way that can even transcend the structure of what would have otherwise required a gzardin. When you have the parental relationship between a father and a son, maybe between a Rebbe and a Talmud, between a husband and a wife, whatever it is, the relationship is not fake, right? There's a reality to the world. There's a reality to, and I don't just mean the world is this world. There's a reality to the relationship between Klal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu that can be tapped into when even the Torah of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world according to the principles of MS would require a certain gzardin Tefillah can reach beyond that. And therefore, this, this idea of Torah fundamentally being Nase and Tefillah being Nishmat. Tefillah is what reaches beyond and it's able to, to take things in. There's within Torah, there's Torah Sashem and Torah So, there's Nase and Nishma. But in a broader sense, we say that Torah relates to Nase and Tefillah, and Tefillah relates to Nishma. And this, I think, for myself, it really, at least from the amount of Torah, Torah of Beis that we're up to, to me, this, this speaks very strongly. The way that we relate to Kiyam HaMitzvahs, the way that we relate to Torah, the way that we relate to increasing levels of Torah and how we spend our time and how we learn it deeper and how we engage in Panimia Satira. And as, as, as unbelievable as, as Torah is, and it lights us up, both in terms of our Seichel, in terms of our Lev, and then Tefillah. But you can't have one without the other. The Tefillah is what brings it in. The, the Tefillah is where I relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but ultimately, the, the way that I relate to Hashem, it's not only going to be Tefillah. It has to translate into Torah. I have to relate to the world, the physical world, the spiritual world. I have to incorporate it and integrate it. I have to become a walking safe for Tyra. And on the other hand, Tyra without Tefillah is something where it's going to lack the relationship. The way that we can relate to Tyra, to Tefillah rather, we relate directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a way that we can we can access things that, that are from beyond, that we can incorporate, we can bring it into our Tyra, but it's something that we would not have otherwise uh, been able to access, have a relationship directly with HaKadosh Baruch Hu.
last point before we read in the text from the Ibaya Nachal, Rav Chaim Kramer brings in the note, and he says that we spoke about three groups of people. We spoke about the, the people generally, we spoke about the Shiva Rayim, and we spoke about the Tzadik Hadar, Maish Rabbeinu. The people, they need to relate to the Aziz, the Kedusha, and they use Simcha, the system of Nasev and Nishma, in order to develop a relationship with the Shiva Rayim, with the leaders. The Shiva Rayim, they have their Nasev and Nishma, they're able to attain, go beyond, not just, uh, not, not just Torah, Tyrus Hashem as relates to them, but they could tap Mamish into Tyrus Hashem. They could relate to Akadish Baruch Hu, the Ratz and Hashem, even at a level beyond the world in order to rectify, to perfect the people's faith, to, to give people a relationship with the Tzadikim in order to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But what happens when, unfortunately, there's a Gzardin, there's a decree in the world where we have to go outside the system, we have to go outside of just Pashid, whatever the structure, the Dintaira would yield, some sort of a decree, we need to be able to transcend that. The person, the ultimate Tzaddik, Anav Mikol Adam, the Tzaddik Hadar, the Maish Rabbeinu, Raya Mehemna, can tap into, can relate to Tfilas Hashem, to the Yud Gimel Midas, can even go beyond whatever that Gzardin is, that structure to have a, to have a Mitok, and that's where the Xera can be mitigated or even nullified. Again, not because HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Chas V'Shalom Avater, but because they're able to tap in in a way that nobody else could tap in to that level of Nishma, where the the, the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael, B'ni B'chayr Yisrael, is very real. And in this way, when a person has the relationship with the tzaddik, which, by the way, enhances even what the tzaddik is able to accomplish, a leader can only accomplish to lead the people who he's leading. So in a certain sense, when the the leader ends up, the tzaddik is able to accomplish and forge this relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu to bring it into the world, to be able to rectify on behalf of the people who have a relationship with him. And the people are able to facilitate that the tzaddik can form this relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and as a klal, the people will be able to move past whatever this gzardin is to restore the uh, the, the the loving panim b'panim relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So back in the text, there is an idea of Tairas Hashem, like we've been discussing. And Chazal tell us, as he brings over here a Yerushalmi, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I was Mekayim the Tairah first, that uh, even before there was a Kiyam in the Bria, there was some level beyond that, not necessarily time-wise, maybe in causation-wise, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu related to a Kiyam in the Tairah first, Kamaisha Amr, that it says that a, a person has to go after the midas of a kaddish baruch hu, a kaddish baruch hu mal b'sharumim, a kaddish baruch hu by bereishis. It says v'yas Hashem elokim adam el ishto ketonas arvi al bishem umavaker chaylim. We see that a kaddish baruch hu visited Avram Avinu. V'chein amru zechon the rabbi says zechon the bracha minayin she kaddish baruch hu miniach tefillin. Where do we see that a kaddish baruch hu puts on tefillin? The Gemara Brachas uh, brings from Pasuk Nishaya, Nishba Hashem Yimino, Bizrayo Uzai, and he brings that a Kaddish Baruch, whatever it means, has tefillin. Now, before we go on to the next word of Tefillah Hashem, we've actually mentioned this, I believe we quoted a Shla, even in, in this year, and I believe Rav Dessler talks about it. The, the, the idea of Tars Hashem, we said, where did we see that a Kaddish Baruch is Makayim the Torah? It's interesting when we talk about a Kiyim. If it's talk about Raisa Bara Alma, that the Torah existed before the world, when we talk about a Kiyim, what we really mean, in a certain sense, is bring me grounding something, something was abstract in the level of machshava, and we bring it that there's a kiyam, that it could have a staying, but it's from our terms. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah, it means into the reality that you're dealing with. 
Torah existed in reality even before there was a potential of Kim as we know it because if that means that there were principles of Torah at an altitude that existed higher before before there was something physical, something tangible, something that there would be a Kim in the Eilam Amaisa. So it's interesting that it says that first of all, HaKadosh Baruch Hu related to the Torah. Uh, so what do we say that the Shla? Sometimes we tend to say, because we are looking from the inside out, what does it mean that there's a Yad Hashem? What does it mean that Hashem saw anthropomorphisms? We say, well, really, a Yad is the thing that's on the end of a person's wrist. What does it mean, Yad Hashem? Well, a Yad stands for uh, the, 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 the way that a person relates to or manipulates, rela- relates to the things outside of himself. So a Yad Hashem is how a Kodesh Baruch Hu interacts with those things outside of himself, which would make the Torah like a muscle, whatever it is, but that's actually it's actually inverted the the Torah existed before there was any such thing as a physical yad the expression of the way that we relate to the Torah is, uh, is is the Torah as we have it, the Torah Shemus of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but the, the, there's a certain Hanhaga in the Bria called a Yad. Whatever that means, the, and HaKadosh, there is something that's truly called a Yad Hashem. There's something that truly exists in the world of mitzvahs. There's something that truly exists in terms of the way of the Bria that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, engages in, operates according to, has a Hanhaga in that way, then we relate back. We want to do in our terms. We want to have a Kiyam in our terms that we should be able to operate in our terms though in the Hanhaga of the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, deals with the Bria principles of MS, principles of truth, principles of of Ratzon Hashem. When we do a mitzvah, so we already said, mitzvah comes from Lashon of Tzavsa, so we're joining in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but we're going to speak in a second, very interesting, in other words, for me to join with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that means that there's a me, that means that there's a HaKadosh Baruch Hu. For us two to get together, that means there's you and a me, it means that we're separate. At some point, we like switch sides of the table, and then we, we come to a point of his batlus, where we actually, we align with Ratzon Hashem. So over here it says, what does it mean that this Torah is Hashem? This Torah is Hashem that's on Hashem's side of the table, so to speak. There's, that we are trying to tap into that, but there is a level of Torah Hashem, not just uh, fr- from our point of view, from our side of the table, where we are doing something that, that is that is Ratzon Hashem. In other words, we have our own prerogative, and we say, instead of uh, doing my own physical pleasure, my own my own Ratzon, what I'm going to do is I'm going to act as an extension. I'm going to uh, I'm going to do what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. But there's a level of Torah Hashem at which, at which it's just, it, it's the intrinsic almost, the, the most absolute uh, manifestation, the absolute expression of Ratzon Hashem, that is the, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed us in the Bria, and we want to align ourselves with that. So there is a Torah Hashem, besides for the, we're, we're separate from Hashem and we learn Torah, we do Torah, we try to plug ourselves into that. There, there is level, what is that? What is that framework? That's Torah Hashem. V'chein yesh, Tfilas Hashem. There's also Tfilas Hashem. Now, obviously, we're relating to tefillah in a totally different way. When we talk about tefillah, we talk about Avodah Shabalev, us being mavatal himself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not being mavatal himself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It means that what we do is tefillah esque. It's the way that we relate to tefillah. But there is something that's intrinsically tefillah Hashem. That's something that's different from what we do. That we're going to plug that into our framework of Nasa Venishma of tefillah of uh, of reaching beyond. Let's see over here. What does it mean that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mispalel davens as it were? I mean that's what we would say, right? 
It's my tefillah, right? And what's the, what's the tefillah? So the Gemara brings in brachas that we see that Hakadosh Baruch Hu davens he rotzon milafon nai shiach b'shu rachmi rachmi es kasi that my rachmim should be should be kaveish my kas. Now Hakadosh Baruch Hu, this is stated in our terms. Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't get angry. What's angry? And anger is a uh, is a response to when something doesn't go the way that you would want it to go, right? Or the or not even the way that you would want, the way that you expect it to go. If if I tell you something's going to happen, you might be disappointed. Anger is sort of like the emotional response. If there's an emotional response, it means it's outside of your control, or you didn't warrant aware that's going to happen, or it's not going according to your rut zone. There's no such thing actually as cast by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We relate we relate to a certain Hanhaga as Kas, uh, uh, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Kas, when, when there's expressions like that in the Torah, and the way that it applies to us, we're more limited, not everything goes according to our Ratzon, we don't know everything, so we do have uh, have an action uh, an action called Kas. But uh, the, the, we see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is mispalel when there would be a, an appropriate reaction such that we would relate to it as Kas, and, and that would be Right. In other words, there's no such thing as something being Hashem being chas v'shalom, having cast like a like a reaction from outside of him, out of out of control of what a person would do if he was in control. But Hashem says, "I want my rachum to kavish my cast, even though a uh, a cast dick response would be appropriate." Rachmim, so to speak, from outside the system, that should be kavish. Where do we see, by the way, that Likute Halachas brings Chayshin Mishpat, Halachas Matana. This, he brings that this is the Bechina of the Shleish Yisrei uh, Rachmim, that, that it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, taught Maishu Rabbeinu how to engage in this Tfilas Hashem, uh, the the idea of Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim it's something that exists at a higher level. In other words, in in, in the Olamos we've mentioned before Olam Chesed Yibana. The entire point, as it were, Toy Eles Hakadosh Baruch Hu Chayketayv is the world is based on Chesed. In order to in in order to uh, as a means to an end, what part of the thing that a Kaddish Baruch Hu employs is din? So a Kaddish Baruch Hu could allow us to become our, our creators of our own destiny. We can earn our reward, and so uh, so on and so forth. But the the real all the way at the top of whatever the Toyeles is, or not all the way at the top, we can't speak about actual words in Hashem, but higher than any system of reward and punishment is Oilam Chesed Yibana. So if it comes to be that people would be punished and the mice would be game over, let's say they would deserve to die, Chas V'Shalom, and there's Chesed in that too. But but we say to Baruch Hu, listen, you Ba'atzim want to give, we messed up. But if we are just going to on the spot receive the punishment that we really deserve, Chas V'Shalom person did a horrible Avera, so then it's going to be end of story. We want to become Kalim for that chesed. Please allow us to do tshuva. Please be kaivesh the kas. And if there's anything we have to clean up, whether it's by tshuva, whether it's by some other mituk and adin, we can clean that up. We want to reach above whatever the system is, whatever the structure is that's employed, something outside of the physical teva, something outside of the spiritual teva, as it were. This system, that's called tefillah. That's called tapping into the Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim. That's something that's above any system. That's tefillah Hashem. Tefillah Hashem is where it is all the way at the top of the system where HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings into the Bria things that are even outside the system as it were, that he put into place. How do we do this with Dibur? Dibur Be'etzem is bringing Machshava. Machshava is again something abstract, something that doesn't have a direct expression in this world, and when we put that Machshava into words, that brings in Mikhaya Chalapayal. 
Uh, the Likut Malach says, Ki Iker is Galus Aide, Dibur Kayadua, Bechinas Oise Devaroi, Zeu Goidel Malas Ribu at Philus, who were proud as Boydus, Vasirus, a Rabbin, Benoil Ben Kainai. When a person goes, they talk to Shem and Tfila, they talk to Shem in their own words. Over here, we're referencing Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim. We're able to bring something of that relationship, that direct, uh, that, that direct connection between us and Akadish Baruchu. Into the bria, so that we can, so that we can activate it, uh, where uh, and uh, achieve a result, achieve an ahaga that was not otherwise present within the bria, present in a system of din. Interestingly, he goes on over here in the kutelachas How do we activate it? We show a We tap into the rachm. Look, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, This is part of the system. Hakadosh Baruch Hu employs rachmim and uh, and. Uh, and that means that that's already within the system. We we said yeah, thank you. There's stories about thank you. People that sat down to write thank you. Hashem list when things weren't going right, then they had a tremendous Yeshua. He says shikvar that Hakadosh Baruch Hu directly. We say look Hashem, we have a connection. It can't be that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mevater. Elamai Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us rachmim because that's part of our actual relationship. And we show look Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we deserve rachmim and we appreciate the rachmim and that we respond correctly to the rachmim. Perhaps, however, I. I However, this exactly works. I'm just reading the words that the Ikers, that person should mention the Rachmim, develop appreciation, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for him specifically. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look, you have such Rachmim and we appreciate that. We we, we are a recipients. Uh, any relationship is one reaches out and the other one grabs on, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you've given us Rachmim in the past and we've recognized that Rachmim. We, we, we've received it and we appreciate and we generate a Hakara, which like we said in Rashi and Barachis, when a person is Makir, that's the time to daven, that's when the rain comes down, that's when the Bracha that even was hidden beneath the surface comes out. And he continues on, Likutei Maran, and back in the text, Nim Sashish Tarot Sashem, Vyesht Fila Sashem, Ukshezoichli, Kalal Bein Saif. Every line here we could spend a half hour on. When the Tzadik is Zoichli, Kalal Bein Saif. When uh, this starts off that there's me, I'm, uh, I'm a person, HaKadosh Baruch, who set up the Bria that I should have my own, uh, my own Bechira, my own perspective in order that I should be Mavatel, the Guf, that I should engage in Yichad Hashem, that is to say that that's the appropriate and I should get past it. Not that I should just be a machine. There's a, there's Tyrus Hashem and there's Tfilas Hashem. And I, I go and first there's Tyrus Hashem and there's Tyrus So. First I engage in Tyrus Hashem. I engage in the mitzvahs and I align myself with them. And I learn to think along Tyrus Hashem. And I, through Tfilah I continue to to, to bring, bring things out that were not otherwise revealed. And more and more things that were Tyrus Hashem become Tyrus So until I expand myself. And at some point I become aligned. I'm all of a sudden, instead of being on opposite sides of the table and getting closer... I start bringing myself until I appreciate, until I develop a, a personal, it resonates within me, I develop a personal set of priorities that are HaKadosh Baruch Hu's priorities. Right? And at that point, it comes to be that once I have his, uh, his batlas, I, I saw what Victor Miller says, I heard it on a sheer years ago. Raftas, Rivam, Dantas, Dinam. Say Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem didn't fight the fight of the uh, of of the Chashmonayim. They fought Hashem's fight. What do you mean Hashem fought their fight? And Ravigner Miller explained because they were totally aligned with Hashem. If Chasvasham, you go and you Chasvasham uh, Rahman, you hurt or make fun of somebody's child, somebody's parent, right? A, they take it. Personally, it's not that, it, that that you insulted, you did something to somebody close to me. That person is an extension of self. Over here, you, you can have the, uh, a priority that is my personal priority. When they went after 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, they went after Torah, they went after mitzvahs, they were going after everything, not just that was important to the Hashemun, they went after they, they went after the Hashemun's personality himself, that's what they stood for, that's what they aligned with, that was their personality, they were they, they were a an expression of Ratzon Hashem, and he says that as a person approaches this, uh, reading from Likutei Halachas in Hilcha Shluchen, Nimtzah Shem Yisbarach Ba'atzmo Mazker Eshmo Yisbarach, when a person is aligned with Hashem, so the way that I think, what's my svaro? What's what's my logic? It's personal logic. No, I think in terms of kavachaymer. I think in terms of yud midas. I think in terms of the way that that the Torah sets about principles of reality. Every everybody thinks about a system, right? Whether it's I, I think two plus two is two, uh, two plus two is four. Is that my logic? No, I'm subscribing to the principles of math. Why? Because they're true. When a person when a person is aligned, that is the system. That's the input into their brain. Those are the terms that they think. That becomes their reality and their truth. So now. When they are mazkir as shmoyes barach after their nichal and Hashem after they align they become one nimshes Hashem is barach ba'atzmo mazkir shmoyes barach so that means that the people and Hakadosh Baruch Hu are, are one and the same a person is a, a walking sefer Torah a person is an expression an integrated expression of Hakadosh Baruch Hu of Ratzon Hashem in this world. Vizehu it's in Lakuta Lachas I'm reading Bhomokomashir Azkir Shmi Azkir Daika when a person Mamish is aligned not just aligned that, that there's Hashem and there's me and we think the same. In other words, I'm adopting Ratzan Hashem. That is my Ratzan. That is the truth to me. That is everything to me. So then when I or whoever I'm a tzaddik uh, blesses Hashem it's, or mentions Hashem's name, it's Azkir. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mentioning the name. And he goes on. I mean, it, it, it's just worth it to just read a few lines. I know it's late. It's an iterative process because Avoda only exists insofar as I am on the other side of Hashem, so that I am, first of all, I'm turning myself so that I want to be going directionally towards Hashem. I'm getting closer, and at some point, I switch sides of the table until I'm Amish Mavatl myself to a Kaddish Baruch and Zoin to a Kaddish Baruch, but Hashem is Ein Sof. So this process can go on and on and on. So on one hand, we're created with Bechira, we're created with our own likes, dislikes, wants, our own human functions. On the other hand, the entire Iker of the Bria is that I should be engaging in this process until my until Tairas Hashem becomes Tairas So, until I'm expanding, I'm engaging in Tefillah, I'm bringing from without, until a mamish aligned to reach total is battleless. Uh, if there's one person in the door, I don't know if there is, but uh, this is the tzaddik hador. This is the the conduit, the the between us and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We keep we, we've talked so many times about the role of the tzaddik. Right. In other words, the, the the almost like the transition between Klal Yisrael and Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the way that the, the way that we relate to Hashem through the tzaddik, through our relationship with the tzaddik, a complex topic. But this is the ikkar of the bria that we are working that our Torah should become Torah Hashem should become Torah Sai until mamish we are engaging in Torah Hashem. We're just totally aligned and integrated with Hashem, and our tefillah should be tefillah Hashem. Tefillah by us is relating to Hashem, but at some point we're so aligned with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we said what at its core is tefillah? Tefillah is reaching beyond and then bringing it into the system the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kiviyachal Kiviyachal engaged and introduced into the Bria Yud Gimbal Midas Rachamim when Din would not otherwise support a particular uh, a particular consequence and HaKadosh Baruch Hu introduced something new into the world and showed us how to do that. This process that we engage in tefillah Hashem Mamish 
that's the tachlis of the Bria. We get closer and closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu until we become Nechlal and Hashem Mamish. Uh, now, just to tie this back to our Tyro, we, the, again, the, the whole point that, uh, that we're, we're trying to address is how both Beklalius, in terms of a klal, in terms of Proteus, in terms of the Guf and the Neshama, how we break past the Azus of the Guf, the Azus of the negative leadership, this, this, uh, the negative Azus. We said that we break past it with Azus to Kedusha. How do, what's the Azus to Kedusha? Being able at at uh, at this altitude, we have the negative leaders and the positive leaders. We have the uh, the um, the guf and the neshama vying for whatever the influences over our bechira. So what do we have to do? We have to reach beyond that, and that's what this that's what this uh, system represents when it comes to Tyra, So nasav and nishma, we're limited really by our own understanding. The tefila, the hisbaididus, the engaging in Akadosh Baruch Hu, That's the process whereby we can bring new mochan into the world. We'll achieve new understanding in Tyra, We'll end up broadening ourselves, our circle, and we'll, we'll be able to continue this process where we get ever closer to Akadosh Baruch Hu by reaching outside through this uh, this uh, bechina called tefillah and then bringing it in and expanding ourselves. That that's this process of Aziz to Kedusha, where the guf or the negative leadership only exists at this altitude. We are we are reaching outside of that system so that it falls away. Imagine being immersed in water or in ground, whatever it is, and then a person anchors themselves. They attach themselves like a, you know one of those mountain climbing things to a rope, and then the rope pulls them up outside. It's it it has its kaychus from outside the system, and if you uh, by extension, we could see almost the importance of avoda. Not just in Tyra, where uh, in a certain sense I'm almost limited by my current level of understanding, but by Tfilo, where I can reach outside the system, and also, by the way, in terms of Amuna and attachment to the Tzaddik, the Tzaddik being somebody who's reached this point of his batlas, the Tzaddik who's almost rooted outside of, as far as I'm concerned, out, almost like a superhuman consideration by me having an Amuna with the Tzaddik, by me, by me, uh, like, like a chain, right? In other words, you're attached to each part, by me forming an attachment to the Tzaddik on on my terms, with my amuna, with vidu uh, in front of the tzaddik and staka, things that we've addressed beforehand. So now I become attached to the tzaddik, and I can uh, I can attach myself to a kaddish baruch who outside of what I, as an individual, might have been able to achieve. I could become nichlal in the tzaddik, which again is a broader conversation. But it's this idea of being able to achieve relevance uh, based on something that's outside of what my current capabilities are to become nichlal uh, to use the tools that are with in the Bria to become Nichlal within Tzadik, ultimately within a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to be able to achieve more than I, my own, uh, more than my own limitations. V'zesh, Amr Rabbi Sein, Zechorn Levracha, Mavakesh, Rachmim al Chaveroi, V'utzarach lo'isoi davar hunana tchila. This is what Chazal said, that a person who needs something, and he's Mavakesh Rachmim, he davens on behalf of his friend, he's going to be answered first. Now, this sounds so counterintuitive. Uh, no, uh, yes, it's a ches that I'm davening for somebody else. Fundamentally, maybe I would say, that my tefillah is the strongest, my spath is the strongest, when I realize that I'm in a position of need and HaKadosh Baruch who's the only person that can give it to me, that maybe that should be a higher tefillah. It's wonderful that I do something for somebody else. I don't do it with the same gusto, with the same investment when I do it for myself. But over here, think about the level of his batlas, because going back to the way that we explained tefillah and tefillah Hashem, and to the point where I can become nichlal and tefillah Hashem and engage at that level, it's the difference in positioning. Is it are you on one side of the table and I'm on the other side of the table, or are we on the same side of the table? Or when I'm davening to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, yes, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Mashpi and I'm the Makabel. But in terms of interest, in terms of alignment, when I'm davening for something, that means that I'm still on opposite.
opposite sides of the equation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When I could take something that I need and put those needs aside and engage with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the mashpi, etc., but I'm not the Kli. I'm davening for somebody else first that needs that, then I am mamish aligning myself with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm taking myself out of the equation. I'm making myself into Ayin. It's mamish's batlas who machmashu bebechinas Ayin. Total his batlas. We can read the words, but to appreciate the words, when a person makes themselves into ayin, so now when they, how is the tefillah? It's, it's again, it's a little bit. Uh, it's like it's like looking at a, looking at yourself in a mirror and trying to convince yourself that you don't exist. You're davening to a kaddish baruch Hu, but in your davening to a kaddish baruch Hu, you factor yourself out as ayin. So now you don't exist. How don't you not exist? What's the mechanism to do that? To need something and truly become invested in somebody else that needs the same thing. There's no competition even. There's no you. Two people need a shidduch for, and they daven for the other person first. Where did they go? It's not just, yes, really, I care about myself, but it's a trick. It's much, much deeper than that. By engaging in this form of tefillah, a person is mavatal himself. They become I, and now they're aligned with Hashem. Once they're aligned with Hashem, they're answered first. Like before creation. Hainu, that, that, that uh, they become a bechina of einsoif, that there's nobody else. Once a person can engage in his batlis, then mamish nechlel and a kaddish baruchu, kaidim abriya machmashu bechina schila, when a person is bechina schila, ideza unana schila, so now, if a person needs something, uh, and it's not just that they want something. A person needs something for their function, for their tachlis, for the tchila. The tachlis is set up. You know, the, there's a tachlis before a bria. These things are set out when a person already exists outside of the system. Total is batlis. They're at the level of whatever was there before the bria. They're at the level of, of again, tachlis defining they need something. So then they're totally they're totally aligned with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, And at that level, there's nothing holding them back. This is uh, my take on it. What's the, what's even the reason why sometimes we don't have what we need in order so that, uh, we, we mentioned this before, tefillah, we think oh, I need X, I need chocolate cake and therefore, one level of tefillah I dive into a Kodesh Baruch I realize I can't get it without you. Another thing is, no it's not that the tefillah is a hechatim to get what I want, it's that a Kodesh Baruch Hu made it that I need something in order that I should turn to him and recognize and form that relationship at the point that there's mamish yichud, that there's mamish avaz Hashem, avah echad, that there's Mamish Achthus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then that system doesn't apply. All of a sudden, I can have what I need. I don't need to be missing something in order to engage in the relationship. I'm one with Hashem and answered first, says Reb Nassin. By the way, just parenthetically, uh, uh, one thing that I've thought about in the past, if this uh, helps, if you're ever in a rift with somebody, whether it's a competition, a healthy competition, unhealthy competition, if you can truly get yourself to da- it's very interesting, just how tefillah can align a person. If you can ever mamish daven for that person, and now the, per- the tefillahs are answered, the person does well, then you're... And tefillahs were answered. So now you become invested in their success. You, it's harder to resent their success. The idea of using tefillah as alignment is a very powerful tool. Just start. You, you, you kind of resent that a person, <coughs> he got a better job, a different, a better house, whatever it is. Now daven for the person's success over and over it happens. And now you become invested in their success. How can you resent their success anymore? Tefillah is mamish, creates, creates alignment. L'chaira, says Rav Nassan in the, the brackets, it would seem that this subject is not necessarily connected with what we've been doing until now. There seems to be a break in the continuity. 
If we look into it, we're going to see that it's clear uh, what the places of this idea that we mentioned in the context of our Torah. Because we explained, and we will explain, I think hopefully this is the way that we've explaining it. I mean, I, as I was preparing, I saw this. But the Bechina of Tfilas Hashem is a Bechina of Kaidem Abriya. Within the Bria, we have Tfilas Hashem, we have Tfilah, I'm diving to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, I need something here, and I know that a Kodesh Baruch Hu could be Mashbiya, I could put it within the system. But the Tfilah, the alignment, when I mavatel myself and avodah Shebelev, and I go midarga lidarga, and every time I daven to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, I'm realigning my goals and I'm creating that relationship until Mamisha mavatel myself and I, I'm totally aligned with Hashem, we're on the same side of the table. That's even Kaidem Abriya, Bechinas Einsaif, Shizeo Bechinas so once we say we've been trying to talk now being reaching outside the system expanding oneself growing in terms of Tyra in terms of introducing things into the Bria bringing in the Meichin but this idea of aligning oneself with Tfilas Hashem to the extent that you expand that, that you expand at some point it's not that you're machnia yourself to Hashem you're subjugating here I am and I'm going to put aside what I want in favor of Hashem's Ratzon because that's better at some point it's not that, you know, Lahavdil, a kid likes to, uh, the, the Balatani talks about this also in, in his own terms. A, a person starts off, let's, let's assume they, uh, they, they want to play in the mud. Then they know that their parents tell them, you can't play in the mud. That's disgusting. And now they pass a mud puddle and they no longer say, I can't play in the mud. With the back in the day, I would have a great time just play even on Shabbos afternoon, even my suit. Now I know it's the wrong thing. And little by little, they de- develop an appreciation for subtlety and appreciation for cleanliness. At some point, Imamish gets there that they're disgusted. Who would want to play in the mud in a suit? At some point, it's not that you're machnia yourself to something else. You start aligning with it. You develop that appreciation. It works way, the same way, by the way, if let's say a person is on a diet until you, you, know, you don't want to eat the unhealthy food until literally your body starts rejecting the unhealthy food. You change. So over here, we're, we're saying this idea of anava, this idea of bittel, this idea of how we're explaining tefillah Hashem, it all comes together. Again, he says, okay, the person that can come to Tfilas Hashem is the person that factors himself out. Until he's mamish mevatel himself, as if he doesn't exist in the world. We already discussed in earlier Torahs. We've said that the, the difference between kvayt atzma and kvayt elikim. We've discussed the idea that the greatest kvayt shemayim is when a person person is farther away, it's closing that gap. This is where a person can mamish, can mamish create Kvayt Shemayim Kedesh Hashem in the world. And with this, we can make a connection, a good connection. With that, we're going to see later on. The Torah, that Elazar Ze'ira, 
Shechashdu begodless, he was suspected of uh, of arrogance, of godless, Vialkain Chavashu, and he ended up being arrested. So we're gonna have to see this. Ayin Sham, Velchaira and Keshul in Pagama Godless Latairazais. It would seem that there's no connection between the subject of godless, of arrogance, of haughtiness in this Taira. We have what have we been talking about? Midas Shlainizkakan Lachira may in godless cloud. It's not what we're talking about. Ah be MS Alpianal, the way that we've been explaining it, the way that we just spent some time on it, Mavurle Nai and it becomes clear clearly visible that the entire idea of growing with darga darga of nasa what i have in nishma of, of bringing in nigla and nister and making what's nister nigla and growing on higher levels until you get to the point where you're mamish outside of anything in the bria where you're nichla and akadosh baruchu that entire idea how to get to that point where you're mamish above it you're in tchila we said call the person that davens for somebody else first, until the point where you're above the Gzeira, where, where you could mamish be mevatel the din, right? We said that this is simcha. Simcha is uh, one of the ideas that we said is why we associate this with simcha. So I suggested, maybe we'll see this, uh, you know, I, I think potentially it's right. A person who has a dollar also always wants two dollars, the Gemara says. Where is a person able to achieve a menuchash neshef, nefesh, a yishev das, something where he can mamish embrace where he is to become alive, to to, to, to be besimcha, where he's lifted up from within. He's, he doesn't feel chaser, he doesn't feel behind. But mamish semeach pechelkai, that's where a person has as a, uh, he's aligned with a tachlis that's out. So within this bria, there's always could be more. There's always somebody on your right. There's always somebody on your left. There's always ambitions. There's always more. When a person, mamish, feels... I'm exactly where I should be. I have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I have all the tools that I need. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to relish it. That only comes where he's anchored outside the Bria. That only comes where he's outside, because within, it's always Yeshmana writes a Messiah. That comes from Simcha, and that when a person has Simcha, so he's breaking outside of the surroundings. He's breaking outside of what he's immersed in, this altitude that where there's this ambiguity, where there's this Azus, Azus Haguf that's pushing back. How does he have the Azus to Kedusha to break it out? The Simcha, the to get close to the Shivarayim, to the appropriate leadership, to the Tzadikim that are Mavatal and Akadosh Baruchu, through Amuna. It has to be that he's not anchored in himself. It's not he's not anchored in his own guf. He's not anchored in his own disworldly priorities. But godless is the opposite of that. The more that he builds himself up, the more that he has kvoid atzmo, the less kvoid elokim it is. I think that over it was The way that we explain That's why we bring in this idea of somebody davening to somebody else first. The person that's able to daven for somebody else who needs the same thing and mamish be invested in their success, it's only there's only room for 100% of emotional attention. The more that I take up, the less there's somebody else, right? The more that I'm able to take myself out and mamish have his avoidish believe on somebody else's behalf, it's because I'm factoring myself out. He mamish feels he takes somebody else's pain personally. That can only be if a person is biased to themselves, there's themselves and there's everybody else. It's not 
Listen, I can care about Reuven. I care about Reuven and Shimon. I care about Reuven, Shimon, and Yehuda. But the more that I that that I care about myself first, it's totally on a different side of the page. It's a different bucket than everybody else. The only way to truly care personally about everybody else, where I'm going to have a vodish, I believe, I'm going to have his bathless, I'm going to be davening, and getting closer to a kodesh baruch who truly engaging and feeling to have somebody else. That has to be that I'm that I'm not looking through the lens of my own bias. It has to be that I'm taking myself out, my own priorities aside. Through the bittel, that's how I'm nichlal. A Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now that I'm the same side of the table as a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so I'm Nichla Mamish in the Ain Saif, what is there going to be Chaser? Shubachinas Trila, Bachinas Koydim Abriya. That's in Nana Trila, right? Bachinas Nishma, Bachinas Trila Shem Kanal, Velkenu Nana Trila, Kubachinas Trila Kanal. Therefore, he's going to be answered first. Okay, Blin Edder, no long introductions next time, and we will we will make uh, make up some ground, I hope.